Hey, my name's Adam, and I am the West Shore Campus Pastor here at Coastline Church on beautiful Vancouver Island. Welcome to our podcast. All the content that you will find here is meant to point you to Jesus and encourage you in your journey wherever it is that you find yourself. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, fabulous worship team and Andy Loho, wherever you went, you hide in on me, all you. And uh, it's so good to be here. Um, this morning, I, I said, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, as I had mentioned, uh, Shandy and I, we were just in Alberta and the kids. Uh, we were in Alberta for the first four days. We were uh, visiting my parents, which was great. Then we had an opportunity to speak at a family camp. And then, then we had another four days spending it with our family. And, and, and it was a really special time. And while, while I was there, um, we've been preaching all, all, all the way through. Pastor Andy was here last week and he preached for us. And, and, and it was really great. And we're walking through the middle of this Acts series. And the way it so happened was this morning... I was going to teach on sharing your testimony. And, and so it worked out beautifully that we have this wonderful lady in our church, Andrea, um, who's going to come up with, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. She's going to come up and join me in just a moment, and uh, she's going to share her testimony. And uh, yesterday, as we were talking on the phone, just, just the Lord really touched my heart, and and. and affirmed and confirmed in me that, that we were doing the right thing. Um, what God has done in her life is inspiring. What God has done in her life is real. And uh, oftentimes we, we come to church and we hear stories about things that God has done, but we don't necessarily actually get to see it unfold right before our very eyes. And so I'm really excited to have her come up and join me in just a moment. And uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to read for you a portion of scripture and then I'm going to have you come up. And, and this portion of scripture is found in Philippians chapter, chapter 4, verse uh, 16, or verse 6. It says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. There, there, there's so much weight in that one little sentence for us as a church just to take in as Christians. Don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for what he has done. And I find that oftentimes um, we, 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 we miss that. We're, we're good at praying and saying, God, tell me, I, this is what I need. But we don't always return the favor and say, God, well, thank you for what you have done. But then it says these words, verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds and you will, as, as you live in Christ Jesus. And, and my prayer for us as a church, my prayer for you, is that you would, you would receive the peace of the Lord. That as you, as you go about your day, often it's intuitive to pray, God, take me out of the storm. But as we just exited out of worship there, to pray, God, give me peace within the storm is a, is a totally different kind of mindset. And as a church, that, that is my prayer for you, is that you'd be people of peace, where you would have a peace between you and, and, and God. And everywhere you go, everything you face, there would this, be this peace and confidence that the Lord's going to provide for you. And so I want to invite Andrea to come up and join me up here on the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, let's, let's put our hands together for her. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview her, and, and, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna learn about the Lord together. Okay, does that sound okay for you? Should we pray first as we start? Okay, let's pray. Lord, thank you for this moment. 
And thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for what you're doing in this woman's life. And Father, I pray that all of us, as we hear just the faithful testimony of what you can do and have done, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage our faith here this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you're real. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Andrea. First, I want to thank you to invite me because this is an honor to be able to be in front of all of you. And be able I may not have turned this on. It is on. And be able to share my walk with Jesus through the storm. Amen. It wasn't an easy one, but it was beautiful. And it still be. Amen. Amen. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Do you, are you married? You got children? Where do you I live? I am Give us from Brazil. Amen. Yay. Brazil. We love Brazil. And in 2005, I went to a website called Christian Cafe. And I found this amazing man called Ian that was in California because I really want to live the dream in California. And I said, let me look at California. But unfortunately, I never made to California. He was about to move back to Calgary and start a new career. That's very in different. Canada because he is a real Canadian. But that was a, the plan for God for us. And he came to visit me in Brazil and he brought me to Calgary. In the stampede, so I arrived there and I saw the yoo-hoo, wow, Calgary is amazing, <laughs> until the winter heat, and I was like, what am I doing here? But a year later, we were married, and we had our first child very soon, Lucas, who is 16 now, and then we had Ethan and Hannah, who is 14 and 13. We bought a coffee shop because I love to talk. So he said, okay, a good job for Andrea is to just talk to people. So he bought me a coffee shop. And praise the Lord, I could immigrate my brother to the coffee shop and bring my parents Amen. who are here today supporting us through this entire journey that God prepared for us. Amen. 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 So we need to get you serving on the coffee team, is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I just learned this. This is really good. It's really another good. skill. <laughs> um, awesome. What made you come to the West Shore Church here? So How did you find us? So 2016, it was end of August, and I want a little getaway with my husband, and I saw a deal to Victoria two days to, in Victoria Hotel flight for like 1200 and I said let's do it and I convinced him and we came and by the time I arrived in the city and I saw the ocean and I smelled kind of piece of home I said we have to move to Victoria and he said that's amazing because this is my retirement plan oh. and I said oh. but I don't live by plane and future that far I like the today moment <laughs> and I told him, I, I need to be with my kids. They're young, and we have to do it now. And he said, how about a year from now? And we work hard, okay. and we do it. And I said, that sounds pretty good, close enough. And we worked hard that, day, that year, and we flew here. We bought a lot. It was a very stinky home. And he said he's going <laughs> to build this dreamy place in East Souk. And when we moved to Souk, I realized that our dream was completely different. I wanted the city. He wanted the fishing part of the Victoria. <laughs> and he fulfilled Amen. his dream in that moment. He got a boat, he's fishing, and I was depressed, disappointed yeah. with God, feeling all that emotions that, what are you bringing me here? I thought it was that dream in Victoria City. And that's when everything started. Mm. The, the sadness, the sadness in my soul, missing friends. But that's, God's plan was amazing in the end because we have to 
be here now to look back there, right? To understand. Right. But that moment, I was really sad. Yeah. How, how did you become a Christian? When I was 24 years yeah. old, like we, I was raised as Catholic. And after that, my parents become spiritual. So we believe in recognition. We believe in, in laying hands. And that was a big part of our life for about 10 years. Yeah. And I feel anxious, and my heart is like this, and I need some laying hands, and I feel good. But it was a cycle. Yeah. And it was that certain in my heart that I had everything. I had a brand new car. I had a house. We had, that time, money. And we, nothing was missing. Friends, party. But it was something missing. And I had a maid who said, there was a big church that I opened in the neighborhood. We should check. This is in Brazil. That was in Brazil. Yeah. I was 24. And that was when I started my journey with Christ. I went to church. A lot of people cried. And I thought, how do people can cry in church? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And I couldn't do it for a year until one day I cried. Wow. And that was the moment that I called. That was my moment that I became Christian. Is when I, the Holy Spirit made me cry. And he was there. And I saw Jesus and I felt him. And I didn't want my parents to see it. But I knew that moment would change my life. And it did. Yeah, amen. He always brings me back to that moment. I, I love your story because we can, we can all see ourselves in your story a little bit where you're in Brazil and you're like, I'm going to move to California. And then you move to Calgary. And, uh, and I think we've all had experiences like that where like, I'm going to do this and then I've got that. Um, or I'm going to move to Victoria and I'm going to be in the city and I move it to Souk. And dress that dress in silk, going for a cough, and everybody look at who is that lady, right? I am the lady from Calgary, just arrived. And 5 p.m., where is the coffee shop? And everything is closed. And I drive home and I just yakking at my husband, I hate this place. Because you know? there is no coffee shop in open after 5. Oh, my word, I and love I it. I dress up for it. I, I hear you, yeah. Come. In, in Langford, all the coffee shops close at four, and, and yeah, so, so, it's, it's, yeah, uh, so yeah, we, we need true. to open a coffee shop. We need uh, to open a late night coffee shop. Amen. And so, so, so here we are. So it's 2016, 2017. You're you've moved to Isuk. You're missing your family. You're you're saying, what's going on? Oh, my family got in a U-Haul and drove no. all the way with us. We bought a dog, a golden doodle. Got my family in a car back. We bought a big truck. And we all drove to the island. And my parents landed in Souk and said, why do we bring us here? We love it, Calgary. Okay, okay. This. <laughs> and that was the journey of sadness begun because it wasn't just me being sad. I brought everybody else to be sad with me. Okay. You know, and I made everybody else sad. They love it, Calgary. Okay, so, so walk, me, walk us through the sadness. So, so you get here, you're sad, you've moved Moved to the West Shore, which we kind of love, but, but, but okay. Uh, so, so you move to the West Shore, you're sad, but things get worse. Things get worse. Uh, I got to the point, if I met you and I never knew any of you, uh, who are you? I'm Andrea. I just moved to Souk and I hate Souk. But I, my dream is to move into the city, but God will give me a house in the city. And my husband told me, you will be so negative that people just look at you and all you can talk is about how bad is your life. Mm. In Isuk. 
Yeah. But we, I didn't know God's plan for me. And the, what makes me so mad with myself that he prepared such a beautiful place for me in Isuk because he knew I was going to get sick. He knew I was going to be COVID. He knew I had to be there, but I just want to be someplace else so badly. I couldn't see yeah. what he was wrote. Yeah. I was so mad that one day I was driving. My kids were going to Christian Lighthouse and then moved to PCS. What made even longer my drive and more angry. <laughs> you know how it works. Now it's not 30 minutes. It's 45 to one hour and yeah. and i was so angry that i hit one guy one time in the street i just hit the guy and he's okay, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. okay okay i want to make sure we all are on the same page you hit a guy Sorry, you, you I ran him over and You're... i i hit him okay and my kids were mom you killed someone and i said i know and i am angry <laughs> and what, what is happening why i am in vancouver island in this moment and everybody stops on the road and don't, don't move, you stop crying, and was ambulance and police. But that moment was one first time God really showed that he was with me. Wow. The police looked at me and said, it's not your fault. And I said, how is that my fault? I hit the guy. <laughs> oh, was the sun was in your eye. And, and, the, and, and, the, and the firefighter come, and he looked at me and said, every time I drove this road, I think somebody's going to be hit. It wasn't in your fault. And I was like, God, you are here. He said all the time. You wow. stop, and it was Halloween time, and what I was angry, okay. like Halloween, and, and <laughs> this is why it's happening. And that was the moment he started to show his face and say, I am with you. And honestly, I got a ticket. The police looked at me and said, you have to get a ticket. You hit someone. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, my husband's going to kill me because when I passed the stop sign, I got a $400 ticket, and he wasn't happy. I hit a guy, it's going to be over a thousand. And he looked at me and handed a ticket, and it was $70. And I said, I looked to the police, I said, but how can I cross the stop sign and get 400? And I almost killed someone at 70. He said, you didn't break the law. You were in an accident. I go like, oh, okay. And I said, God, you were with me the whole time. Even the ticket was so cheap, you know. I was on the cell Wow, phone. wow. Yeah. So we didn't prepare this part of this story. No. And... Uh, <laughs> And this is good to know. And so if you want to hit somebody, it's only a $70 fine. And so, so it's really great to know. But it's about God being there. Oh, but God is there. It's right. about Amen. God Amen. was Amen. there. We, we, we digress. Yeah, yeah. He okay. be with you in this darkest moment and yeah. show up his face so shine through the whole time. And then you look back and then you just, and I never got any charge of my insurance. It was another blessing. <laughs> like we keep calling and say, I hit a guy. How much am I sure to go up? And he never even complain it. So that was another miracle. <laughs> Amen. And that's miracle starts, right? So the miracle start. And, and so what I love about your story is it's, it's very relatable, right? Because Christianity isn't perfect. And life isn't perfect. And we're not all hitting people, but, 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 we, but we can relate, to, it relate to, the, to your story in so many ways. And, and so, so at some point here, you get diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. How was that? So that was probably, yeah. So I started to itch not long, not long after. Actually, I had the itch. I had cancer there. I didn't know. But I started with an itch on my right breast. But it was such a deep itch that I couldn't reach the itch. You know when you itch, but you go and you spread right. the spot. But it was so inside. And I went to the doctor and she said, you have anxiety. You are sad. You hate the island. You want to move to the city. Or, you know, your husband right. want to be in Sook. And I said, it's something else. And it was two years during. They, they each spread all over. I was in 
uh, dermatologist, allergy doctor, nobody could find anything. It was just, you eat because you eat, and you have anxiety, and she wanna put me in pills, and I said, I'm not gonna take pills because it's something way bigger than this, and I cried to God. And one day I just, we have enough, né? enough is enough. And I was at 2 a.m. in my bed, scratching my feet, till I was almost bleeding, and I said, Lord, oh you, reveal it, oh you take me. I can't live another 40 years, I'm 40. I was 40 at that time, like this. And a week later, uh, everybody had a flu in my house and I had that coffee and I said, I have to see a doctor. And it was COVID. Mm. And my doctor said, don't come, I don't wanna see you. Just stay 14 days, isolated, don't go anywhere. And I said, no. She doesn't even want to see me, and I'm going to go to a different doctor. And he said, come, let's do x-ray. Maybe it's bronchitis. It was my daughter's birthday. I stopped at the doctor. I, drew, I got her cake. I did an x-ray. I drove home, and the phone called. And I said, see, I knew I had pneumonia or something. And the phone call was the worst nightmare. You have a mess in your lungs with the lymph nodes, either lung cancer or lymphoma. You have to do a CT urgent. And I looked to my husband and I said, I have cancer. He said, you don't have cancer. And my daughter, everybody's in the table, happy. And I, I, that was the most weird happy birds I've ever seen. And mm. that's when it started my cancer journey. Wow. And so, so how did that go? Walk us through that. So I did the CT uh, and then we did biopsy and we were diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma. And I saw my oncologist and he said, interested, there was a mess in your lungs. But actually, you look like a Christmas tree. You light up everywhere. You're stage four, and it's already in your bone marrow. Wow. Uh, but the good news is, so he kind of threw a good news in it, you have 83% chance to be cured. Wow. And he has actually my PET scan, because I never saw it until this week right. that God told me, I want you to see it and share it with so this the entire is, this, congregation. This is it. So this is my PET scan. So if you look at those black dots in my lungs, this is all your marrow. So this is all cancer that I was developing here. But I remember to say, 83% of chance, I'm Christian, I'm healed. Hmm. God is good, right? He says he's good. And my hmm. husband said, but what if it's the 17%? I'm kind of scared. And I said, stop to be negative. God is good. <laughs> there you right? go. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. And that was our talk in that parking lot, leaving the diagnostic. And I said, I'm not going to think about it. And unfortunately, after six months of the primary chemo, the disease was progressing. What is actually that, that was that PET scan. And I said it was my doctor. And he said, you have one more chance to be cured. It's wow. a bone marrow transplant where you are your own donor. And I said, wait a minute. I have to donate my stem cells to myself to save my life. What is full of cancer. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna, we have to have to shrink it, collect it. Luckily, get the health cells, put it back, kill your bone marrow, bring it back to life, and see what happens. And in that diagnostic, I had 30% chance of being cured, not 80 anymore. But then I, God told me, remember when you ask about your hair, because all, every woman in this auditory would say, I don't care if I'm gonna die, or I care, I, can, I don't wanna lose my hair. That is the first, <laughs> like my hair is so important. I spend thousands of dollars in highlights, <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't, it was such an investment and to lose it like this was so hard. 
And it's so emotionally attached because even a little orange spot would make me not sleep because I had to fix it. Um, and I asked the doctor, am I going to get bold? And he said, 99% chance you will. And I go 99 like, 99%, yes. So 83% wow. chance to be cured, 1% to not be bold. Uh, I will hold the 1% not be bold and the 83 to be cured. But God is so amazing that I wasn't bold. Wow. I had hair, not as much as I have now, but I had hair through the whole process until I hit the bone marrow. And that's one miracle, one testimony. And I had yeah. a pneumonia all over, and I had to go to a bone marrow transplant, and things wasn't look good. Right. And I met a lot of people that was in my way praying. So prayer is the most important thing. And I never was a person, honest and being an to you and to God, that pray much for others. I always like my little self being to, okay, God, I need a house, I need this, I need my kids to do that, I need you to heal him for the cold. It was such a selfish, oh, can you pray for me? Of course I pray for you. God bless you, heal yeah. you, amen. And that's it. And I wouldn't be waking up at night to pray for you. And, mm. But that was the beginning of my journey as a cancer, was to learn that prayer is important. And he wanted me to learn how to pray. Right. And my ministry started there. Wow. I met a lot of people with lymphoma in Brazil in a website. And I started to say, you know what? Stop looking to the cancer. Stop looking to the journey. Look to God. Learn what he's teaching you. Forget about the death. Mm. Look to the eternal life. Look to the kingdom. And I open a WhatsApp prayer, and one girl was healed after wow. we prayed. Wow. And she had lymphoma, and her pet skin was clean. And mine, right away, was what you guys saw. And I was like, why you love her and not me? Wow. That wow. was my biggest question. I measure his love by what he does, not what he is. That right. was my learning wow. journey. And you... Don't love me because I'm going to a hard time. But when I'm good, God loves me, you know. That. It's interesting. Yeah. And I had no more veins, nothing. I was draining. And the second line came, the doctor said, all he was looking was to shrink that tumor, not to put him in remission because I don't think he believed it. it could be done with that second line because of the resistance of the disease. But I was so learning to look to the Lord that I said, but his words said, Everything is possible for the Lord that I believe Amen. in. Yeah. Jesus can do anything. So yeah. I'm not going to look to the person. I'm not going to look to the 17% now. I look to that. It's a hunger for him. Yeah. And I got a call to, like I did the PET scan that I wanted him to show now. That one was in January, but in March, he said, let's see if anything changes. And that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> and... He called me and said, this is fantastic news. There is nothing else showing in your body. You are going full speed to the bone marrow transplant. And, wow. and he collected my cells and giving me the have a scheme and acquisition in yours that kills your marrow. Like mm -hmm. all my cells went to zero, zero white cells, zero red cells. Yeah. And all you see is watching it. And my biggest fear was to have a mouth sore because when I, you go Google, and everybody says testimony is blisters. You can swallow 10 days, but then when your cells come back, and every morning I would woke up and look, and the lady beside me had it. She was only fluid. She was soft. The 
blisters and I was praying for her I never had one blister praise wow. the Lord wow. my fear he said why you fear I am with you mm. I am your God and and it was Mother's Day and I was there for two weeks and and has to be about a month alone never had a visitor never had anybody from my whole family be able to be with me because of COVID right. I was isolated but God said was the cleanest time you could go for bone marrow praise the lord <laughs> right no infections because yeah. everything was clean and it was your moment with me i wow. didn't want any distraction your brother sit beside you your husband anybody in chemo would distract you and everything i did was to get my bible and say what do you want me to do today in this chemo place lord use yeah. me i stopped looking to the disease i look to the mission i said you have a mission and in my, chemo, in my chemo, there was no more vein. And I said, if you love me, Jesus, you're going to make that vein to get it. And the nurse said, no vein. And the second nurse, no vein. And the third one said, it has to be our last time trying. We don't know what we're going to do. And I said, then Jesus took me to the passage I was reading that week when he was in the desert. And he was tempted by the devil. And the devil said, jump from the cliff because he will send angels to carry you right. but he said do not test your lord mm. and i was testing him the whole way right about his love is about what has happened to me not who he is and i scream it loud i know you love me even so the vein doesn't get if it's so i die you love me and all i heard was we're good we got her vein that wow. moment <laughs> was my twisted about the entire journey was to understand that his love is not measured for what he does. It's for yeah. who he is. Right. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Right? Yeah. And so, and then he showed me the healing. Then he showed me the pet skin clean. And he said, now you understand who I am. Hmm. That I am a healer. But I want to show you the profound meaning of who I am. Absolutely. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah. And this week I was invited to preach and I just found out my mommy has lung cancer this week. And my world shaked, but he said, remember who I am. Mm. Do not, nothing can stop you to tell this congregation who I am. Amen. No cancer, no bad news. In the storm, he is Jesus. He is the first one. He is driving my yes. boat. And yeah. I had visions of me crossing the wall that we can hit and he said giving me the boat do not look to the problem look at me go there tell yeah. your story touch people because i am here today to heal to show them who i am yeah. i want to invite them to know me yeah. the way i invited you he invited me to cancel but hopefully that's not your case he won't invite you in a different way yeah. and if you are sad if you never even knew him or even didn't want to know about him there is your chance. He is a good friend. Yeah. He, he is the one who brought me home for Mother's Day when the doctor looked at me. It's impossible, lady. Your cells from zero can go for normal unless it's in a week when you just have a mobile transplant. And I said, but I believe in the Lord that he can bring me. And yeah. three days earlier than Mother's Day, my cells went from zero to 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 5.8 white cells. The doctor said, you were completely normal immune system as any person you can go wow. to victoria and that was me sitting in mother's day with my kids and my family 
wow. that no doctor would believe it happened. Usually it's a month. I stayed after two weeks and a half with a bone marrow transplant. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So our Lord does those things so we can testify, know him in the intimacy, but you need to want to know him. And yeah. I really wanted to know him. Yeah. I looked to Jesus the whole time and he showed up and I testified here with my life yeah. that that God that wrote that Bible to tell us who he is, he is a true God. Yeah. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the healer. Yeah. Through his, his stripes, we were healed emotionally. And it was just a physical healing for me. It was a spiritual. Yeah. I became a missionary. I became praying in groups. I opened a women uh, group with the Brazilian girls. And I started my mission to say, who is Yes. That amazing God, you need yeah. to know because I met him in person yes. through the storm. And let him drive your boat because that's what he wants to do. Say, hey, if I drive, I walk in the water. I can do anything. I yeah. can calm the storm. And if that is for the death, just let me walk you through eternal life with me. But if it's not for the death, let me walk through Jesus with you. So you can right. experience the most amazing ride that is a ride with Jesus. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. And Isaiah 41 thing was my words the whole time. I will hold you with my righteous hand. Do not be afraid. Amen. And I am not afraid. So then you ride with my mom because I know what he did to me. He can do through her and yeah. healing her soul and her body and all of you. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Powerful. Um, so if, if someone's here this morning and they, maybe they're visiting and they don't, they don't know the Lord like, like you do, what would you say to somebody who doesn't know Jesus in the room today? I say, hey, why are you here today? And I remember when I got the king, so I said, why me? And he said, why not you? And you might be asking why I am here today, listen to Andrea. And he said, why are you not here? Shouldn't be not here. I brought you here because I want you to know me. I want you to experience that healing of freedom, peace. How can I have peace through a cancer journey? Mm. I had peace through cancer journey. I am having peace through my mom's cancer journey this week. Like I found myself because he is the prince of peace. And our hearts search for peace. They, in relationships, in, 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 at work, you're always in that fight with somebody at work or in your marriage or whatever, in your family and friends. But he is peace. And you go like, everything doesn't look right. And I am yeah. in peace. And just by one thing I have to say, he gave me a house in the city, praise the Lord. He moved <laughs> me here. Amen. I Amen. live in Senate. Hallelujah. <laughs> so... So he we love Sandwich me. and the West Shore. We love the West Shore too. We, we so he brought me to the place I wanted, but in the right time. So his time is perfect because I had to be in the ocean, experience his presence during COVID. Everybody was having dinners or doing little things. I had cancer. I couldn't be exposed, but I was mm -hmm. in his presence in yeah. nature. So he, I need to be there. Yeah. So Jesus brought you here because he want to know you. He knows you, but he wanted you to know him. Yeah. And all you have to do is say, I invite you. It's like a cup of tea. When I call you for coffee and say, do you guys want to know me? Let's go. And I might be 
the, the person I'm showing to you today, and you'll be like, Andrea is such a nice girl. I love her. Or maybe she's not that. But this is the, the invitation, right? Yeah. And what can you lose to just say, yes, I want to open that door. Come, let's sit here and have a talk. I want to know you. And what, what are the worst can happen? Totally. Um, so if you're here and you don't know the Lord, um, I was you at one point. I didn't grow up going to church. And I remember coming to a church service. And it was actually seeing God in people that helped me to realize, wow, God, there is actually something to this whole this whole Bible thing. Um, so, Andrea, before we move on, um, if someone is walking through maybe cancer, some kind of sickness, some kind of um, heaviness, um, what, uh, what would you have to say to them? First, I have to say, stop. Stop looking to your problem. There is a passage in the Bible that was very strong to me when the woman that was bleeding for 12 years, she decided that she doesn't need to meet with Jesus or call him to touch her or be there and be doing that miracle. She said, but if I touch his vest by faith, because I know he heals. I know he's the Messiah. He just believed in that moment. Yeah. If I touch that vest, I can be healed. What's her face? The most important part of all is your face. I can be praying for you today, but if you don't have the face that he can change, and you can live here as a different person in many ways, and your journey can just be switched to the nightmare to the most beautiful journey, mm -hmm. your face will change your life. Yeah. It wasn't about everybody just praying for me. It was me believing that prayer had power. For me, believe that Jesus could cure me. That doesn't matter if it's growing. He can just cure me. And yeah. how many people have been cured? Miracles, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is the key, is your face. So when she touched, he said, a power came out of me. Right? There was a power. Yeah. Who touched me? And the disciples said, but so many people, Lord. And he said, someone touched me differently. Mm -hmm. And there was healing. She said, me. And he said, be healed and see no more. Yeah. And that was me touching the vest. And I said, I want my cure. And you can cure me. And just the spiritual touching, mm -hmm. healing was start to happen. Yeah. Because it was the face of who, who he is. Yeah. Who, what he can do. Even so... Sometimes we don't feel, we don't, but it's touching. Yeah. It's the touching of the vest. Yeah. That is the most beautiful face we can have in the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, taking that personal responsibility of, of, of faith and saying, Lord, I, I have faith in this season that you can do the most impossible of things. Amen. 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 So this, this is what we were going to do. Um, we were going to interview you, and then I was going to preach a sermon and tell you how to share your testimony. And uh, the more we talked and the more we prayed, um, the more I felt that I would be doing everybody a disservice if we stayed to that normal routine. I'll preach my sermon next week. Next week, we're going to teach you how to, how to share your faith, uh, how to share your testimony, rather. Today, Andrea, I would love for you to pray for us. And, and specifically, maybe, Luke, if you want to come down up here. And um, maybe what I'll do is I'll ask everyone to stand. This particular verse that I opened with this morning says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
What happens in life, especially when we face a cancer diagnosis or, or any level of, of trauma or difficulty, it is intuitive and easy and acceptable culturally to just live in worry <laughs> and to say, I don't know how I'm going to get through this and to focus on, on the death side of our, our story. But what this scripture verse reminds us to do is just not to worry, instead to pray, instead to have faith. God has the ability to change the most dramatic circumstances. We, we, we've seen it in Andrea's life. And, and just as God can do that in her, God can do that in you as well, in your story. And so a few months ago, we, we invited people to come up front for prayer. And, and I want to give that same opportunity this, this morning. And so all across this room, before we move on and wrap up our service, if you are in need of a healing in some sort of way, could be as dramatic as cancer. It could be as practical as an ingrown toenail. <laughs> like whatever it is, I want to invite you to come forward and we're going to pray. Um, if you've been walking through a season of, uh, of heaviness, maybe it's you need to be healed of anxiety or, 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 or depression. Or, or some sort of, some, some sort of, maybe it's a relational thing where you know, like, maybe it's your marriage is in this place where, like, I don't know if it's going to survive. But my marriage needs healing. Um, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a financial matter where it's like, God, I don't know how I got myself into this situation again. But God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. Lord, I need I need a financial miracle. Um, all across this room, can I, can I invite you just real quick, if you wouldn't mind coming down right now and we'll just fill up this front area and we'll pray and we'll, we'll, we'll worship together, but we're gonna pray for, for a miracle today. And so I invite you to come right now. And as you come, just feel free to spread out and, Put your hands in this posture, this open hand kind of posture before God. And in a moment, Andrea, I'm going to get you to pray, okay? Just to us wait. And it might be spiritual healing too. You know, this morning you came and you didn't know the Lord. But even as you watch this and you're experiencing this and you're thinking to yourself, I didn't expect this this morning. Friend, I didn't expect this this morning either. But God is doing something special right now. And maybe it's a spiritual healing in your own life where you're saying, God, I, I can't do this in my own strength. I need you in my life. And to the beautiful music about how beautiful you are, Jesus. You brought me to a very special place in the journey that was standing on my mirror and see myself bold, swallowing, looking like death. And I was questioning you, why, Lord? And you showed me, look where you are today. Two years later, with growing hair, glowing, glorifying my name. So that journey wasn't to punish you or to harm you, but was to prepare you to the biggest Amen. moment Amen. 
that is existing today on July 16th and this morning. The moment that that church is going to see miracles happen through you and Pastor Adam and the whole congregation. Where faith on me will be recharged. Lift up your faith to me. Don't look to your problems, say the Lord. Look up to the cross. I died for you. I took all your disease. I took the eternal death from you to give you eternal life. Life in me. I am the water. I am the water. Come to me. One from the bottom of your heart to be reborn. Be born again on the spirit. It's not just about to know passages and my words, but to know me in my intimacy, said the Lord. Andrea needed to have a journey of cancer to know me. But you are here today because I want to show you my face to you, my precious peace, my healing in your soul. You who came for the first time, I pray, dear Lord, through your blood to over every head here today to toll, cover them with your blood. You are here, Jesus. You are peace. If you are not in peace today, it's not because he, you are in the presence of the Lord, but the enemy, he came to destroy you, to kill you. But Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance. He came to give you healing, peace, and make you to shine up in this world and use you to bring others to Christ. Yes. So dear Lord, Holy Spirit, come. Come, fulfill this place with your precious love and power. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for showing me who you are and be able to share with my friends here, my sisters and brothers in Christ. The miracle, God, is that you can heal and I can see and I want to ask together because he said when two or more are together, connect in earth, you connect in heaven. So I want to hold the pastor's hand here and hold all your hand spiritually and say, let's start that vest together today. Let's start to tell your problem and say, Jesus, you can do it. Jesus, you can heal my mother for long cancer. You can heal anybody here today. You can heal my soul from that bad news. You can heal our soul, Jesus. You can save someone here today and take them from death to eternal life. You can do anything because through you anything is possible. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, in your name, we pray for healing. Father, where there is sickness, we pray for wellness. Where there is sickness, we pray for health and restoration. God, we thank you that you're the great physician. We thank you, Lord, that you hold our lives in your hands. And, well, Father, we thank you, Lord, that in in your presence, God, we can find hope. We can find restoration. We can find resurrection, God. You specialize in making dead things alive. You specialize in making broken things whole. You specialize, Father, in making making, um, fractured things mended. So, Jesus, we pray for marriages in this room, that, God, you would restore marriages. We pray for hope. 
hope in this room, God, that you would restore hope where there is hopelessness, Father. We pray for those walking through depression, those walking through anxiety, Father. We pray, Father, I know that journey. And I pray for healing. We pray for healing in Jesus' name. We pray for resurrection in Jesus' name. We pray for life where there is death in Jesus' name. Where there is cancer, we pray for healing in Jesus' name. And Father, together as a church, united, we just unite our faith to you. And we just thank you, Lord, for your healing miracles. We thank you, Lord, that you have the ability to restore that which is so far gone that we thought it could never happen. God, as your word says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. So, Father, we pray together that, God, that you would move in our midst. God, that even now as we're praying, Lord Jesus, you begin to restore and to heal. That next week, God, as we gather together and talk about sharing our testimony, Lord, that we would all have different testimonies to be able to share, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, we thank you, and Lord, we praise you not just for who you are, or I mean, not just for what you're doing, God, right now, but we praise you for who you are, because in you, Lord, you are good, and we thank you, Jesus. If you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, and today you think you want to know him in a deeper way than you ever thought of, pray with Pastor Adam, that prayer, and with me. Yeah. Would you pray with me? If you're here this morning, you want a relationship with Jesus. Jesus, thank you for bringing me here this morning. Sorry for the things that I have done in my own life that have, that have hurt you and have hurt others. But Lord, would you please come inside my heart? Would you transform me into the person that you're, you, you designed me to be? Would you help me to see myself the way you see me, God? Would you help me to see people the way you see people? Lord, would you help me to be a person of faith, a person who can stand in the midst of the greatest storm, who can stand face to face with cancer and still have hope. Jesus, would you help me, help me to be the person that you've created me to be. Would you be the Lord of my life? Hallelujah. In your name I pray. And if you are walking far from God and you know Jesus, because so many hard things are coming to you and today you felt that call to recognize, to call him back and say, I am the prodigal son who want to come back home and lead, let you drive my boat for now on. Let's pray with Pastor Adam that prayer. Yes, Lord. Lord, as we come back to you, some of us, Lord, this is the reminder that we needed, that God, you are real and God, you are here. Amen. That this is exactly the place where you needed me to be. Hallelujah. So Jesus, we pray that, Father, where there has been lies spoken over us, God, or where there has been doubts deep in our heart, Father, that there would be truth and that there would be freedom in Jesus' name, that we would see ourselves the way you see us. And today would be like a line in the sand where we say, God, I am ready to move forward again. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing Amen. in my life. And Amen. I saw his golden pen writing names in the book of life. Amen. Rewriting names Amen. in the book of life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.